Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. And I have a question for you today. Do you have a mindset that would lead to success in business? Have you ever wondered why some people achieve amazing success in building the businesses of their dreams while others fail? It has everything to do with your mindset. Do you have a successful business mindset? And I got to give a major shout out to Alex Freeman from the Up Flip podcast. He recently invited me to be a guest on his very popular podcast. His YouTube channel has over a half million subscribers, and I don't know how many people listen to the Upflip podcast, but he recently invited me on. First time ever, I've been provided 32 questions in advance that he was anticipating that I would answer. And I got to tell you, I I was a little shocked by the fact that there were so many questions. One of the instructions was that I was given no more than 45 seconds to each answer. (laughs) I was up for the challenge. Now, quite frankly, I had to do a significant amount of preparation ahead of time. Now, this isn't something I would normally do, but given the size of Alex's audience, I just knew it would lead to a lot of new interest in what I'm doing, an introduction to who I am and a lot of people hearing about me for the very first time. So this was worthy of the time, effort, and energy that went into the preparation of how can I answer these 32 questions. At some point, it goes into a lightning round where he's asking me to respond within 10 seconds. Pretty intense format. It worked decently, but again, it would not have went well had I not invested about two or three hours this morning preparing the outline for the answer to all these 32 questions. Now, that interview happened at 11 o'clock this morning. I'm recording this on Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and I'm happy with how it went out given the constraints of the format for the interview. What I'm going to do is I'm going to simply use the outline that I created here today. I'm going to read the question that I was asked, and then I'm going to share with you my responses without a 45-second per answer response. Now, the first question, he says, to start us off, can you talk a bit about your background and how you became an authority on podcasting and business. And some of you have heard my story so many times. You're like, Cliff, how did you answer that in 45 seconds? 
Well, I just read these bullet points. Well, first of all, I started as a hobby with my wife, talking about the television show Lost in a podcast format in 2005. We were some of the first 200 podcasters in the world. By our third episode, we had 27,000 subscribers. By the end of the first year, we had launched several other podcast shows and were already reaching hundreds of thousands of people. And within two years, I made the decision to leave the family business doing insurance so that I could do podcasting full-time. My main source of income was podcast consulting, teaching people how to launch a podcast. Things really took off professionally as a result of a few influencers that had large audiences that I had the privilege to work with. I had hosted a Disney cruise for our community around the world, and that story got a lot of attention with the CEO and co-founder of Blog World and New Media Expo, the industry-leaning conference for social media at the time, and I was invited to come and speak at that event. The room was standing room only, the CEO was there, and he then invited me to become the director of podcasting for that conference. And then in 12 years, I helped more than 40,000 people successfully launch a podcast, generating a few million dollars in the process. <laughs> I don't know if that was 45 seconds or not, but that's as quickly as I could answer the question about how I became an authority in podcasting and on business. All right, so the next question that I was asked, in a broad sense, what is a business mindset? What all does that term include and describe? And I said that I find it helpful to contrast the term business mindset with that of an employee mindset. And then I said that a business mindset includes the following beliefs as far as I'm concerned. People pay value for transformation, not for your time. You don't have to work hard to earn money. You simply need to provide value. How much you charge for your products and services is not based upon how hard or difficult they are to offer, but how much value you bring to your client or customer. There is no such thing as failure, but only education. Temporary setbacks allow you to learn new lessons that lead towards the perfect plan to get to your desired outcome. These are all ideas that a successful business mindset has in common, the, the people who succeed in business have this mindset. He says, what's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, and which one is better for an entrepreneur? I said that a fixed mindset is a belief that you have to work with the amount of skills and abilities and talents that you were born with, or that you had attained by a certain age. There's a saying that goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that would very much go along with this idea of a fixed mindset. However, a growth mindset is one where you believe that you never stop learning. You never stop growing. You can always learn a new skill. Abilities and talents can be acquired through passion and practice. A growth mindset is better for everyone, but is especially required mindset for any entrepreneur who will need to pivot in business to keep up with the changing world that we live in. The next question was, why is your mindset important as a business leader? What are the advantages of having the right mindset? And I said that mindset boils down to a set of beliefs that you hold in your mind. For example, it's what you believe is possible, what you believe is not possible, how you believe things should be, what you believe that you should or should not do. 
The problem is that most of our beliefs were established when we were very young before we had a rational, critical thinking mind. And the reality is that every belief has consequences. Our beliefs determine how we think and feel about any situation in life. And then, of course, how we think and feel determines the actions that we're going to take. And the actions that we take determine the results that we get. So every belief or your mindset about anything has either a positive or a negative consequence. So the advantage of having a growth mindset is that you can actually change what you believe. All right, next one is, is a business mindset the same as an entrepreneurial mindset? And if not, how do those differ? And I said that I suppose that you could be a senior leader, a corporate executive within a business and have a business mindset, but not necessarily have what it takes mindset-wise to actually own your own business. You see, in my mind, an entrepreneurial mindset or a business owner mindset requires that the person have a certain set of beliefs around the idea of risk taking and realizing and fully accepting the fact that the results of those risks are their responsibility. The next question was, how can the wrong mindset negatively impact a business? What are the risks or downsides of failing to cultivate a business mindset? And I started off with a couple of stats. Half of all businesses fail within their first year. 80% of businesses fail within five years. 96% of businesses fail within 10 years. And that means that after 10 years, only 4% of businesses still exist. However, that doesn't mean they're profitable. It just means they haven't declared bankruptcy yet. My belief is that the wrong mindset is a reason for nearly every business failure. Success in any area of life, including business, is 20% of knowing what to do and how to do it and 80% mindset. And when I say 80% mindset, I mean the ability to consciously and rationally evaluate and change what you believe to be true. It's the ability to control how you think and feel about any given situation. It's the ability to control your emotional state of mind no matter what situation you're facing. It's the ability to experience fear and move forward in spite of what might happen. The downside of failing to cultivate this business mindset is that your business is almost certain to fail if you don't. The next question was, what are the key characteristics of a successful business mindset? It just goes down to some of the beliefs that I mentioned earlier. People pay for value and transformation, not your time. You don't have to work hard. You simply need to provide value. How much you charge is based upon how much value you bring to the client. Those are the characteristics. It's, I'm in charge of this thing. I'm going to succeed no matter what. It's that kind of approach. I know what I want. I'm going to go get it. The next question was, what are the main red flags when someone needs to shift their mindset? So let's just say you're like, hmm, I wonder if I need to shift my mindset. Well, here are two red flags that would indicate that you might need to. 
Indicator number one that came to my mind was they often experience stress and overwhelm when faced with unexpected results or situations in their business. The next one is the business is not consistently profitable month to month. Those are usually indicator of some red flags that's going on in the success business mindset area. All right, how are mindset and outlook related? And I said the way that I interpret this question with the word outlook, I would think of that as having vision. You know, what's the outlook of the future? What's your outlook for the where we're destination we're heading to? And so I think of outlook as having vision. And there's a saying that says, without vision, the people will perish. And I think that it same applies to business. Without vision, the business will perish. The quality of the vision of the entrepreneur will be determined by the quality of the mindset of what that person believes is possible. The next one is, is there one ideal business mindset that everyone should aspire to? Or does the right mindset vary between people and industries? And I said that for the most part, I believe that the right mindset, once acquired, can be used to achieve success in not only any business, but also any industry. That's why you'll sometimes see a CEO of a major corporation able to transition and take the success they had with one company and become the CEO of a different company, even in a different industry. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen, and it is a demonstration and an example of the fact that once you learn success principles, they can be easily applied in any area of life or any area of business. As for the one ideal mindset that everyone should aspire to, I would say here are a couple bullet point items. You gotta know exactly what it is that you want. You want to be absolutely certain that you believe that what you want is possible. You are fully convinced that what you want is something that you must have. You have decided that you will get it. There is no other option. You are committed to creating an action plan to attain what it is that you want. You are devoted to evaluating every action. Once you evaluate those results that you've got from the actions you've taken, you are willing and devoted to changing your approach as many times as necessary until you find a perfect and repeatable plan for the attainment of what it is you desire for your outcome. The final one is, whatever it takes, you will have what you want. All right, what is one thing about business mindsets that people often get wrong or misunderstand, and how should they approach it instead? To this one, I said that most people believe that they can change their limited mindset or their beliefs simply by reciting affirmations. They think that if I can just say it enough, eventually I'll start to believe it. Now, I'm a firm believer in affirmations, but they don't work unless you discover the power of the subconscious mind and how to communicate with it. There's a lot more I could say about this. I'm going to talk a little bit more about affirmations in an answer to another question later down, but just right here, I would simply recommend two resources. The book Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz and the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, especially chapter four on the topic of auto-suggestion. The next question was, what are the steps to identifying your current business mindset for someone who's never done this kind of self-reflection before? Well, here are seven questions 
that will get straight to the heart of what your business mindset is. Question number one, what is something that you would like to experience in your business that you are not currently experiencing? Question two, do you believe it is possible for you to experience that in your business? Question number three, how long do you think it would take for you to make this a reality in your business? Question number four, what are one, two, or three actions that you could take within the next seven days, 30 days, and 90 days that will get you closer to your desired outcome? Number five, why haven't you already taken these actions? Question six, what is one or two things that you know you need to put an end to to make this a reality? And question number seven, why have you not already put an end to these things? All of these questions will reveal your current mindset and beliefs related to whatever dream, goal, and or desired outcome that you're going after in your business. The next question was, once you've identified where your mindset needs some adjustment, what's next? What actionable steps can someone take to shift their mindset? Here's what I would say in response to that. There are six steps. Step number one, make a list of all the beliefs that are associated in that particular area. Number two, determine the source. Where did those beliefs come from? Step number three, evaluate. Are these beliefs true? Is there any evidence to the contrary? Step number four, disassociate, break up from any belief that does not support the movement towards your desired outcome. Step number five, replace any and all limiting beliefs with empowering alternative beliefs. And step number six, condition these new beliefs repeatedly through repetition and also by creating a supportive environment where other people also reinforce these beliefs. Next question, changing how you think isn't easy. What are some of the resources or tools that can help people make the right mindset adjustments effectively? In response to that question, I said this. Well, first and foremost, changing how you think isn't easy is actually a belief. I have found it is incredibly easy to change how you think. In an instant, once you know how the subconscious mind works. There are three resources that I would recommend on this matter. Now, two of the resources I've already mentioned, Psycho-Cybernetics, the book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, Think and Grow Rich, the book by Napoleon Hill, and a third book, Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. The next question was, what are some signs that someone could benefit from coaching or mentorship to help them shift their mindset? And I'd said, there are three signs that instantly come to mind, that if any of these signs show up for you in your life, you might be able to benefit from some coaching or some mentorship. Sign number one, you're easily stressed and overwhelmed when an unexpected situation shows up in your business. Do you get stressed? Do you get overwhelmed easily? That's a good sign that you could benefit from coaching and mentorship. 
another sign is that you are not consistently experiencing profit month after month after month in your business. A third sign, and there are many, many more signs, but a third sign is that you simply feel unfulfilled in your work. There's a lack of personal satisfaction in what you do, and it's become just a little bit of a grind. If any of those apply to you, by the way, I am available for one-on-one coaching and mentorship. If you already are a full-time self-employed business owner, check out the Next Level Mastermind. If you are not fully self-employed and don't currently have plans to do that with a certain date in mind, I am available for coaching one-on-one. You can apply for either the Next Level Mastermind or my one-on-one coaching by heading over to MindsetAnswerMan.com or CliffRavenscraft.com and click the Work With Me tab. Apply for either one. It doesn't matter which one you apply for. Whichever one you think is most appropriate for you to apply for, go ahead and apply for it, and let's see if we can't talk, and I can help you through some of that. A little coaching and mentorship might go a long way. Another question is, how should someone find and choose a mentor or coach if they don't have a big professional network to draw from? The first thing I would say is follow the steps of finding a role model. This is somebody who is already experiencing what it is that you want to experience. This is someone who has already read the books, taken the courses, gone to the seminars, created the plans and strategies, experienced the setbacks, got the results, evaluated that the results that they got weren't up to what they had intended. They learned how to change their approach over and over again, and they have created a repeatable system that now works for them over and over and over again, and they get consistent results. Find somebody who's done that and then choose them as your mentor or coach. Now, sometimes that you could find somebody and learn from them and and they might be a virtual mentor. You also want to make sure that you find somebody whose message resonates with you at a deeper level. And again, if you're listening to the Cliff Ravenscraft show and, and my voice is resonating with you, you might want to just follow that little nudge inside that says, hmm, I like this Cliff Ravenscraft guy. I love the way he thinks. I love how I feel after I finish listening to an episode. There, I seem to feel a little bit of a pick-me-up in my energy. I sense more hope and clarity when I listen to an episode from Cliff, if, if, that's, if, if my message is resonating with you, again, go to the Work With Me tab over at cliffravenscraft.com or mindsetanswerman.com. Whichever website's easier for you to type, spell, remember, just head over there, click the Work With Me tab, submit an application. All right, this is the part of the interview where I'm given 10 seconds to answer each of the following questions. Let's see how quickly I can go through them here, but... At least I know I'm not limited to 10 seconds. The first question in this round was, how should a business owner take high-stake decisions? Is there any framework which aids in making decisions? And I said, there's a good book of wisdom that says plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. I would encourage anybody listening to my voice who has a high-stake decision to make I encourage you to fully investigate the principle of the mastermind and to take your high-stake decision to your own personal mastermind group. Ultimately, no matter what you hear, it doesn't say that plans fail for lack of following the advice of all of your counselors. No, it says your plans fail because you lack counsel, because you don't go and get 
advice from many advisors. It doesn't say that you have to follow all of that advice. See, the thing is, is for me, over all of these years, I have found that oftentimes it's the advice of my mentors and my mastermind group that have said, Cliff, I think you ought to do this, and it just is not necessarily at all resonating with me. But they did bring up a powerful question. They brought up some powerful insights, some perspectives that I had not considered that made me even more certain that I should go in a direction that was opposed to their advice. Or the opposite has happened. There have been a number of times where I was convinced that I was just going to go in and I just wanted these people's rubber stamp of approval. Yes, I think that's a great idea. And they shared some questions, asked some clarifying questions. They gave me a different perspective. And ultimately, they gave me some advice and I completely changed my direction. But here's the situation. No matter what you do, my advice is that you follow your gut. Go with what your intuition tells you. The next question was, what are some mindset tips for dealing with self-inflicted wounds when it comes to business? I said that you should read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and learn about what he talks about is called the Upper Limit Challenge. Also, I would recommend that you read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And in this way, you'll discover the mindset about money that is causing your self-sabotage. Those two resources will help you discover what it takes to end self-sabotage in your business pursuits. The next question was, now at this stage of success, what advice would you give to your teenage self? Piece of advice number one, Cliff, discover how your subconscious mind works. Piece of advice number two, Study and learn about the power of auto-suggestion. Advice number three, decide consciously what you choose to believe. And advice number four, learn how to control and master your emotional state of mind at all times. Those are the four pieces of advice I'd give to my teenage self. All right, can you tell us about your most bizarre business encounter? And I said, well, 10 seconds isn't enough for me to tell you about the entire story, but there is an incredible story where a check for $12,000 showed up in my mailbox as a result of things that I had done in my business. If you go to mindsetanswerman.com slash check, you will be able to see the letter and a photo of that check. There's a story that goes behind that, and you can learn more over at mindsetanswerman.com slash check. The next question was, if you could sell your product or service to one celebrity, who would it be? And I said, well, I've already accomplished this. I, and I explained that back in the day, I never really thought about movie stars and sports figures as celebrities that I looked up to. But there was a guy named Dan Miller, author of the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. And I, he radically changed the way I think about work and making money. And as far as I was concerned, he was a celebrity in my mind. And I set out a goal to meet him. I did. He became a client. He became a friend. And he's responsible for sending so many people my way, including a lot of other people who were responsible for sending a lot of other people my way. And I can trace several millions of dollars of revenue to the fact that I actually was able to sell my product or service to Dan Miller. 
If there was a movie made about your journey, what would the title be? (laughs) That one was easy. Free the dream. The next one was a mindset is a very intangible thing. As you're making these adjustments, how can you evaluate if they're successful? What are some of the signs that your mindset is changing for the better? And I said this. First, I believe that mindset is an incredibly tangible thing. In fact, I agree with T. Harv Ecker in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, that I can determine a person's mindset on any topic within three to five minutes by asking just a handful of questions, and I can predict what their experience of life is as it relates to that particular area of life. As for signs about whether or not your mindset is changing for the better, simply evaluate to see if you're getting different and better results. So, for example, are you dreaming bigger dreams? Are you pressing through your fears more frequently and with less time deliberating? Are you accomplishing more? The next question was, once someone's made those shifts, how can they prevent themselves from slipping back into bad habits? How do you make mindset changes stick? And I said, repetition is the mother of skill. Oftentimes, we will read a book or go to a course, get a technique or a strategy from a coach or a mentor, we immediately use that strategy or that technique to see significant change. It works. We're getting different results. But over time, and this has happened to me a number of times, I, I just stopped using that strategy. I stopped using that tool, that technique. And not surprisingly, I got back to having the same results I had before I first implemented it. So repetition is the mother of skill. Don't stop doing the things that had worked to get you the results that you desire. So keep doing what you know works. You'd be shocked at how many people overlook this one. Many people come to me and say, Cliff, you know, I don't know what's going on. Seems like sometimes I make five steps forward and sometimes it's seven steps back and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, let me ask you this. Tell me about a time when you experienced significant leaps forward in your business. They would tell me the story about the amazing, massive, meteoric rise in their success. And I said, now, let me ask you this. What did you do that caused that? And then they would tell me, you know, what else did you do? What else did you do? And then they would tell me the answer to all these things. And I said, now, when was the last time you did this? And I would just read back the list of things. And it's shocking how many times they're no longer doing any of those things that they know work. So repetition, keep doing it. And the second one I would recommend to keep you from going and slipping back is upgrade your peer group. Join a mastermind group. Tony Robbins said that the quality of your life will be determined by the expectations of your peer group. If your peer group currently expects what you used to expect, you need to upgrade your peer group to a group of people who expect different results, the kind of results that you are now learning to expect in your life. The next one is, what is your favorite mindset hack? Is there any quick and easy step that anyone can take to make impactful change? And I said, well, Discover and learn and apply the mastermind principle to your life. Get into a mastermind group of people who are already operating in life at the level you desire to operate. Tell them what it is that you desire, what you're currently experiencing, what your obstacles are that you perceive, and then instantly gain insight from the education, experience, skills, talents, abilities, and wisdom of that group. 
a single conversation with a mastermind group can shift your perception of what is possible. The next question was, how does someone with a success-oriented mindset respond to setbacks and failures? And I said that some success-oriented mindset people don't even understand the concept of failure. They might call it maybe temporary defeat, if anything. They simply evaluate what can be learned from whatever results came from the actions that they've taken. They apply what they learn and they change their approach until they get what they desire. They see setbacks as an opportunity to develop a more perfect plan and also to create safeguards from future similar setbacks. Those who have a success-oriented mindset, they expect the unexpected. They are not caught off guard and don't get stressed and overwhelmed when an unexpected situation arises. The next question is, can you share an example of a business leader who has had an ideal mindset? What does it look like in practice? And I said, Steve Jobs was one who I believe had an ideal business mindset of success. You see, he often had a vision for a product that he wanted to create. And of course, he, being as rich as he was, had access to the top engineers in the world, and they would often tell him that what he wanted to create was not possible, that physics said it could not be done. He would then fire those experts because they had a fixed mindset about what was possible. He then transferred his vision of what he wanted to create to those engineers who were able enough to dare to dream about pushing the boundaries of what is believed to be possible. And today, a few billion people on this planet benefit every single day from many products that were once just a thought in the mind of Steve Jobs. The next question was, on another side note, can you share an example of a poor mindset causing business problems or failure? And I said, well, there's this time that I had a client who scheduled a one-hour consulting call with me to help solve a technical issue with a piece of podcasting equipment. He knew that I charged $300 per hour with a minimum of one hour. And of course, that was my pricing model when I had a very limited mindset. We got on the call and I solved this problem in less than two minutes. He was incredibly pleased and he requested that I send him the invoice for $300 and I refused. The thing is, is I had a habit of refusing to send invoices in cases like this where I did not believe that I had earned the money. Given the fact that I'm given 10 seconds to answer this, I would encourage you to hear the full story in a one-hour opening keynote address I did called All Beliefs Have Consequences over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash free. All right, the next one was, how does having the right mindset make someone better at leading and motivating others? I said, I believe that the person with the right mindset has the ability to influence others. They can help shift the perceptions of those that they serve by helping them see that other things are possible beyond what they currently believe to be possible. They can help other people see their circumstances from a different perspective, helping them experience a greater amount of hope and light at the end of the tunnel. The next question was, what are some of the day-to-day habits of people who have the right mindset for success? 
I would say I'm going to read some of the easier ones off and then I'll explain and expand on one. Journaling is a great habit. Meditation, rest and or power napping, recreation, having lots of hobbies, working out, staying physically active. Those are all great habits. And one of the most important habits is reading and studying for insight, not for agreement. And then the next question was, what are some bad habits that could negatively affect someone's mindset without them even realizing it? The first one I wrote down is eating lots of processed foods and consuming too much sugar. (laughs) It's true. Go look it up. Do the research. The next one is watching too much news media. The latest thing that you should be afraid about and the worried about and all the other things that are going wrong and bad in the world. That'll just warp the way that you see the world. And then finally, as a business owner, watching too many movies and television shows with narratives that constantly show the business owner as the villain in the story. The next question was, how does helping others improve your mindset? And I said, well, I understand the heart of the question here, and I'm not completely opposed to the idea. However, I don't want to run the risk of answering this question in a way that assumes that if you're helping others, it's going to improve your mindset. In fact, there are several powerful books out there that talk about the concept of when helping others is actually hurting you. I don't have any particular book to recommend on this topic because I've never read any of those books, but I have stories of my own personal experience and the experience of many people that I've worked with as a coach and mentor. Now, with all of that said, I do believe that the best thing you can do for the world is to help yourself by improving your mindset first. It's only in having a healthy mindset that I believe you can truly be of any help to others. If you've ever been on an airplane, you've likely been told that in case of emergency, you should probably secure your own source of oxygen before trying to help other people attain their source of oxygen. And then what are some thought leaders in the business world who have inspired you and who have been influential in developing your business mindset? Well, I've already mentioned Dan Miller, author of the book 48 Days to the Work You Love. He later introduced me to another great friend of mine, Michael Hyatt, New York Times bestselling author and former CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing. Then there's Tony Robbins, Napoleon Hill, and then every single member of my personal green room mastermind group. My friend Ray Edwards, Pat Flynn, Michael Stelzner, Mark Mason, Leslie Samuel. These five guys I've met with for one hour every week since October 2010. The next one was, how do negative mindsets develop in the first place? Are there any common root causes you see in your coaching and mentorship work? And I said, yeah, the root cause and the most common area where this shows up is typically most of our negative limiting beliefs were adopted during the first seven years of our life. It was the things that we saw our parents do or the things we heard our parents say to us or say to each other or to others. It's the things that our teachers said or did. It's the things that the religious leaders said or did. Our peers, our culture our news media, all of that, everything we experienced for the first seven years of our lives, our subconscious mind soaked up like a sponge without any rational, critical thinking mind processing any of those beliefs that were being adopted. That is the root cause of most of our issues today. 
What are some of the common myths or misconceptions about business mindsets and why are those wrong? I chose two myths and they seem to be opposed to one another. So the first myth is that affirmations alone will work. And then the other myth is that affirmations don't work. You see, affirmations do work, but they only work after you have done the work to become consciously aware of and remove any conflicting and competing belief in your subconscious mind. Also, most people don't have a deep feeling of certainty about any new belief that's on their new affirmation statement list. So if you don't believe it to be true, if it doesn't feel true to you, you haven't done the work necessary for it to be on your affirmation list. Do the research, find enough evidence to support it, then make sure that you've rooted out all of those other competing beliefs, those conflicting beliefs, then affirmations will work for you. All right, and then could you talk a bit about the mastermind principle? What is it? How did you learn about it? And how does it lead to business success? And I said that I have an entire podcast on this topic you can find over at UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com. It's the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. Essentially, the mastermind principle is that it says this, that when two or more people come together in a spirit of perfect harmony with the intention to focus on a desired outcome, that group can come up with insights and ideas that would be impossible for any individual member to come up with on their own. I first learned about this principle from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he said, and I have backed this up in my own life and seen it backed up in the lives of so many others, that a person in a healthy mastermind group alliance can accomplish more in a single year than they could ever hope to accomplish in a lifetime if they were to rely on their own efforts. The next question was, what is the relationship between business mindset and goal setting? And I said, well, the relationship is this, whatever goal you set how big that goal is, is going to be determined by what you believe, and whether or not you ever achieve that goal is going to also be determined by what you believe, aka your mindset. And then the final question I was asked, what is your favorite business book? And I said, the book I would recommend as my favorite would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It is the most thorough and in-depth study of what it is to have a successful business mindset As far as putting as much dense material in a single book, I don't think any other book has done it like Think and Grow Rich is. If you were to read this book 10 times, on the 10th time reading through the book, you'd gain new insights that you would swear weren't in the book the first nine times you read it. It's one of those books that you could read once a year, every year for the rest of your life and never exhaust the insight that's available to you inside of its covers. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And those are the questions that I was asked, and those are the outlined answers and responses. And here in this episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, I was given more than 45 seconds for the first half of those questions and more than 10 seconds to answer the second half of those questions. I hope you have enjoyed this. I want to encourage you to head over to cliffravenscraft.com or mindsetanswerman.com. And apply for either the Next Level Mastermind or my one-on-one coaching. It's time for you to take your business success mindset to a whole 
new level. And for those of you who are out there saying, Cliff, listen, I just don't think I can afford you right now. I want to encourage you to go over to trainwithcliff.com. Trainwithcliff.com is a behind-the-scenes podcast where I have been producing a minimum of one podcast episode every single week where I share all of the -the behind-the-scenes details of the things that go on in my own personal and professional journey. If you head over to trainwithcliff.com, it is a private podcast. I used to host it on Patreon. I just moved it over to my Kajabi account. Here are some of the things that you'll get. Number one, you'll get a private podcast feed that's just for you. There are instructions for you to install this private podcast feed in your favorite podcast app of choice. Then there are marketing insights, the kinds of things that I'm doing to consistently market my business. I routinely share what monthly sales results are. So if you want a real, authentic, genuine understanding of the ups and downs of business income. If you want to hear how I do time management from what I call a flow state management of time, I do a lot of talk about that. I am consistently sharing the technology reviews of the technology and gear that I use in my business from hardware to software. I recently talked about why I made the decision to buy a 16-inch MacBook Pro M1 Max with 64 gigs of RAM and a two terabyte hard drive where I was just a couple weeks earlier thinking about buying a Mac Mini. (laughs) So why did that happen? And of course, I also talk about like the brand new Insta360 Link webcam that would blow your mind if you just knew all the things it could do. I talk about software like Notion and my second brain. I talk about how I am able to track all of the different things using certain software. I talk about marketing flowcharts using services like Miro and Lucid apps and just technology reviews of all the gear that I and software that I use. I share deep insights from the books that I read, the documentaries I watch. I share insights that most people miss when they're reading materials and studying materials. You come away with a positive mindset every single episode. You get to hear how, well, first of all, you get to hear the problems that I actually face. I Believe it or not, I actually have lots of problems, unexpected, inconvenient, undesirable things that show up in my business and you get to hear what they are and how I approach them. Fitness insights, spiritual insights, how to get unstuck, all of this and so much more over at trainwithcliff.com. In fact, Michael Hyatt listens to my content, and this is what he had to say. Well, I've told you before, this is why I listen to your podcast. It's not because I need more technical information on podcasting. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life, how you approach the problems you're trying to solve, and just your voice. So you could be talking about anything, and I'd be interested. I create content here as long as what I've done is a thoroughly outlined or at least an incredibly inspired piece of content that I think will make an incredible first impression for anybody new who's just heard the name Cliff Ravenscraft. That is what I bring to this show, the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But with the Train With Cliff audio journal podcast available at trainwithcliff.com, every single week, no matter what, sometimes more than once a week, I talk about what's going on in my life from a very laid back, casual format. Sometimes it's behind the microphone like you're hearing my voice right now, 
Oftentimes, I'm out for a walk through my neighborhood, but I'm always sharing insights that I believe are worth tens of thousands of dollars. There's four years of content in this archive already, 320 some odd episodes. As of September 2022, you get instant access to all of those. I even created a document called my Archive Resource Center that as a brand new subscriber, I recommend that you instantly subscribe, archive every episode, delete them all out of your podcast app. They're still available in the feed. You'll still have all of the episodes there. Start listening to new episodes as they come out, and then use this Archive Resource Center to handpick and find some of the recommended resources that are gold in those archives. By the way, you've heard me talk about the book Think and Grow Rich three different times in this podcast episode. Think and Grow Rich is one of the first personal development books that began to radically transform the way that I saw and experience the world that you and I live in. Nearly every successful entrepreneur I have ever met stated that this is a must-read book, and I also add this as a must-read book today. Now, back in June of 2020, I decided to reread this book, I think for a third time. I began to share my commentary as I was rereading the book. In fact, inside of the archives of the Train with Cliff Audio Journal podcast, there are 28 podcast episodes where I give you a chapter-by-chapter, almost paragraph-by-paragraph commentary, Cliff's notes on Think and Grow Rich. 28 episodes on this so far, and I've only covered the first eight chapters of the book. It is a series that continues, but as soon as you sign up for the Train With Cliff audio journal podcast over at trainwithcliff.com, you instantly have access to all 28 of those previous commentaries available to you. And of course, you'll find that on the Train With Cliff audio journal archive resource. As soon as you sign up, you'll be sent to a thank you page and you'll see a link to that document. Sign up today, trainwithcliff.com. Mindset and